You're listening to the Epic Living Podcast with Jim Simcoe. I'm Jim Simcoe, and I'm here to help you make your life epic. So let's get rolling. Hey, everybody, this is Jim Simcoe. Welcome to the Epic Living Podcast. I'm here with Ryan Simcoe, my brother from Boston, and his friend Jeremy Bear from Boston. Boston, they're from Boston. This is actually kind of funny because we're recording in my office. They're out here visiting from Boston, and it's 9,000 degrees in my office. And we just recorded the very beginning part of this segment and none of it recorded. So we are going to start over. So here we go. So the purpose of this is that they are 20 years old. Um, and I just told them, hey, you know, we're going to be unscripted. Ask me any questions you want and I will tell you, uh, I'll give you whatever advice I can give you. So with that said, who's going first? Ryan's going first. Ryan, Ryan from Boston. Ryan from Boston. Are you, will you be talking in the third person this entire time? I might. My, Ryan might. Ryan might. That's cool. <laughs> and I apologize in advance for the echoes and the banging noises. It's a small room. Anyway, go for it. Okay. So my first question here is, what was one thing that you learned when you were in college that helped make your life as epic as it is today? So probably the biggest thing I learned in college is the value of strong friendships. And I learned that, you know, like we talked about before, when you're in college, you've got, you know, hundreds of acquaintances, you've got a ton of Facebook friends, but it's good to have a really small group of solid friends that you can count on. And I know that when I was in school, I learned that very, very early. One of the ways I learned it was I was in a band and I was in a band with a couple other guys. And I've talked about this before, but at one point we were in this band and we were not very good musicians. I am definitely not a good musician. I'm horrible in many ways. And I was a lead singer and not a very good, not a good lead singer. I was all about crowd, uh, you know, crowd enjoyment. So I would, you know, take my shirt off, dive into the crowd, hang from the pipes, you know, and, and scream out chili peppers and beastie boy lyrics. But anyway, we had one guy in our band who was really kind of a serious musician and was like, really like, you know, geez, you know, pull the other, pull the other band members aside without telling me about it and said, Hey, we should really kick Jim out of the band. Now, the funny thing about this band was, my name is Jim. The guy I started the band with, his name is Jim, one of my best friends, Janine. And then this guy, his name was Jim, Jimmy Vasilopoulos. And then we had a guy, a guitarist named Joe. So we had three Jims and a Joe, um, even though our band name was Bop Bop. But anyway, so, <laughs> so Jimmy Bass pulled Jimmy in and Joe aside and said, hey, let's kick Simcoe out of the band and get a different singer because all he does is jump into the crowd, get the crowd going. And although everybody loves us, like I want to be a serious musician. And, and Jim, Egan, the guy who started the band with the guy who actually gave a speech at my wedding was like, screw you, dude, we're kicking you out because me and Simcoe started this band and, you know, we're just doing it to have fun. So you're out of here. So they ended up kicking him out of the band. We got a, um, uh, a different guitarist. So that is a great example of, starting a, fr- a strong friendship. Like I said before, you're lucky in the sense that the kids that you went to high school with and grade school with, you're still great friends with and you'll, you'll be friends with this guy, Jeremy forever. You'll be friends with Robbie forever. And a lot of your great moments in your friendship come from the fact uh, that you've gone through a lot of shared experiences together. There'll be a time where Jeremy will call you up because some girl will have screwed him over. You know, he looks like Ben Affleck and he'll be like, dude, I need to ride home. And you'll drive from Boston to wherever the hell he is, pick him up, no questions asked, go take him to get some, you know, cheeseburgers and french fries. And believe it or not, that will be something that he will remember for the rest of his life and you'll be better friends because of it. It's all about shared experiences. And so what I would tell you is build strong friendships 
with the people closest to you and don't worry about anybody else. You do not need to have a hundred thousand friends. You don't need to have 10,000 Facebook friends at all. You need a core group. If you ever commit a murder and you're in a Mexican jail, don't go to Mexico. Don't go to Mexico. Don't go to Mexico. Don't go to Mexico. First, first rule. First rule of visiting uh, your big brother in San Diego. Do not go to Mexico. But if you're ever in a Mexican jail and you need 10 grand, you've got to know that there are three or four guys who can call who bail you out. Outside of me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be Jeremy, Robbie McGee, who could forget Robbie McGee. Everybody knows Robbie McGee. Everybody knows Robbie McGee. You know, and you know, maybe one or two other people. But that's a strong, cool, core group of friends. You don't even want that. All right. Thank All you. Right. Good question. Thank you. Good question. Yes. You're welcome. I feel like I just did this. <laughs> Jeremy? So, it's my turn. All yeah. right. So, as someone who is in college now, uh, don't really have a great idea of exactly where my life is headed after college, my question to you would be, how do you suggest I find fulfillment and purpose on a day-to-day basis without any uh, set direction? Gotcha. Well, that's a great question in many ways. Um, because just the fact that you're 20 years old and you're even thinking about finding fulfillment and purpose is a, a, a minor miracle as far as I'm concerned. Because most, <laughs> most guys at 20 aren't thinking that, so you're way ahead of everybody else. That's the first thing. Um, the second thing is, like we talked about this before, is even if you don't know what you want to do with your life right now from a career perspective, and, and I think this is where people get things screwed up, because like people say, like, what do you want to do with your life? We all immediately think, well, they, they're talking about job people when that's not necessarily what it could be it's like someone says what do you want to do like like someone asked me i was like i want to have i want to raise two awesome kids have a happy marriage and create a difference in the world and inspire other people you know how i do that and what job i do to do that is a whole different story that's not you know that's not the first thing in my head but your generation people say well what do you want to do with your life people say that um so what i would say is and like we talked about before is you're at an interesting place where you can start developing your own personal belief system and how you're going to choose to live your life. How are you going to choose to treat women? How are you going to choose to treat your friends? How, what kind of friend are you going to be? What kind of man are you going to be? What do you believe in? What don't you believe in? Are you somebody who is, you know, focused so much on money that you're like, okay, look, I'm going to commit to 40 hour a week corporate job because I need to make 200 grand a year, no matter what, because it's that important to me. Or are you someone who says, well, I'm really an artist at heart. And I may struggle a little bit, but I'm going to do what I really love doing. Um, and, and like I was talking about before, Jeremy, who I met, you know, three days ago, when I was a wonderful human being, we, we do, <laughs> yes, everybody's <laughs> laughing at me now. Um, anytime you get, uh, you, you, there was such an uncomfortable moment, Ryan dropped this wrong. <laughs> you didn't know what to do. Um, Anytime you get three guys in a room talking about feelings or important stuff, everyone gets uncomfortable. So if you're listening and you feel uncomfortable, believe me, you're just like everybody else. Um, but the fact that like, you know, so we do these shower notes in our office where we write funny notes in our shower and, you know, the, uh, my two daughters do it. Ryan, we came out here with Robbie before it did it and Jeremy's done it now too. But what's interesting, what struck me as interesting is Jeremy actually wrote a poem, uh, a pretty awesome poem, I thought actually, and was willing to post it on, uh, in the shower notes which most people aren't willing to do that. Most people aren't going to have the balls to do that. So if you already have that ability and, um, uh, and, and the willingness to do something like that, I would say start champ, you know, champion that as much as you can, because that's really unusual, you know, and that's really, really, really awesome. Question number three, Ryan. Question number three. Yes. Um, 
How did you decide to move out here in the first place? And what was one thing that helped you transition here? God, I've been dying for somebody to ask me that question. I just there it is. Love you. <laughs> All right. So I was working right off of Wall Street in New York. After bartending in Newport, Rhode Island for the summer, I got a job right off of Wall Street. I was working for a financial company called the uh, called the Equitable, and I was selling life insurance and studying for my series six and 63 tests. <clears throat> New York was miserable. I lived in Larchmont and it was about 20 minutes from the city. So I used to commute. I used to take a train and take me 45 minutes to get to work, 45 minutes to get home. And in the fall, it was just miserable, dark and cold. And when I lived in Newport that summer, I met a couple of girls from LA who were like, you should come out and visit us. And I was like, yeah, you know, maybe I will, whatever. And so one day, I still remember the day, I got off the train, I was walking back to my apartment, and I'm in a suit, I'm in a brief, you know, I have my briefcase with all my stuff in it, because I've got all this extra work I have to do after, like, cold calling all day. And I got to the curb of my apartment building, and it's raining out, it's like sleeting, that sleeting gray rain, which is just miserable. And this car drives by and hits a puddle in front of me, hits the puddle, totally soaks me. I'm soaking wet. I drop my briefcase. The briefcase opens up. Freaking plate papers fly everywhere. Murphy's Law. Murphy's Law. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, I gotta get the hell out of here. I called my friend Brooke that night and I was like, I think I'm moving to California and I think I'm moving in like a month. Like, can I come up to LA and see you guys? And she was like, yeah, of course. Come up, you know, come up and see us. So that night I made the decision to move to California. And my original goal was to come to San Diego. But when I moved, uh, I moved a, a month later. Um, I drove cross country with, with two of my friends, actually two of the friends from the band I was talking about. Um, and I got to, when I got to LA, I ended up staying in, I thought I was going to stay in LA for a week. I ended up staying in LA for almost five years. As soon as I got there, I, you know, I was 23 and I was living with two girls and because I was from New York and, you know, grew up in Boston, you know, and they had all grown up, you know, in the, in the Valley of, of the San Fernando Valley in LA, I was like the new interesting guy. So, you know, they would be like, Oh, you should date my friend, Tammy, or you should go do this, or you should go do this. So if I was a 23 year old, it was a pretty sweet setup. And I ended up staying there for about five years and then I moved down to San Diego. So yeah, I made that decision. Some of my best decisions I've made have come very spur of the moment. The decision to ask my wife to marry me, the decision to ask her out, um, the, the decision to quit the corporate world and start my own thing, those all were spur of the moment decisions where I was just like, you know, F it, I'm just gonna do it. So that's why. Yeah, that's how. There it is. Ray Absolute. Speaks for itself. <laughs> Ryan. Jimbo. Jim Sim from Boston. From Boston. He's brother. Kind of from Boston. My youngest brother. <laughs> anyway. What is your question, young man? My question is, what kind of mistakes have you made with girls in the past when you were around my age, and how has that really affected um, your relationship with Kelly and your asking out of Kelly and dating her? Well, it's interesting. I actually didn't make any mistakes when I was your age. About Fair enough. Uh, no, that's actually not true. That's not even close. Uh, I made a ton of mistakes. Like I was saying before, you guys are in the age where you're just gonna, you're just starting to make mistakes. A couple, there's a couple things. Um, <clears throat> I think 
one of the biggest mistakes that you can make is thinking that, like, like not taking action. I, I would think that that's probably the biggest mistake someone around your age, I see, make with girls and the mistake that I made. There, there were tons of girls in college that, um, you know, I probably could have dated for, you know, for a longer period of time that I was really interested in, that, I, you know, like were good looking, super cool, and I never asked them out. I remember, and I'm going to be super embarrassed if she ever listens to this podcast because I went to high school with her and I'm assuming... I'm hoping she never listens to this, but if she does, but it doesn't matter not because I'm married. So it wouldn't matter. But in high school, I was, I had a crazy crush on Kristen Regan. And Kristen Regan, for like two years, she was in all honors classes like I was. And, and you know, she never really dated that much. And, and she, she, she actually kind of looked a lot like my wife. And we would, you know, we were always friends. And like my best friends, Never knew, like never knew I had a crush on her. And I dated other girls. I always had a crush on her. And I would call Christian Regan, Christian Regan, a couple of times. We would talk on the phone a couple of times, uh, you know, a couple of times a month. I would just call her to talk. And we would do, we would talk. Oh my God. We would talk for like an hour, hour and a half. And everything that she said, I was just like, I don't know this shit. And I never asked her out. Never. Just totally afraid. And the funny thing is, and looking back on it, I know that, you know, like I never told any of my friends that I was talking to her because I was too nervous. Cause I was like, they're going to know that I like her. But I also know she never told any of her friends either. And I remember one time we were talking about the prom on the phone, senior prom or whatever it was. And uh, I was like, yeah, you're going to go. And she's like, yeah. And there's like this big pause on the phone. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, so, and it was like, I'm embarrassed even talking about it now. Um, I never asked her, never asked her. And she ended up dating one of my friends and then it was just like, you know, and it was just, that was it. But that was, I would say the biggest mistake, or one of the biggest mistakes I see guys your age make is, you know, when you don't ask out the girl who you're interested in. Uh, per example, this is, with Kelly, so I made that mistake a lot in my twenties, and there were definitely people I wanted to ask out that I just didn't didn't have the courage to do it because I was afraid of them saying no. I was just like, well, if they say no, I'm gonna look stupid or whatever. So there's a certain amount of ego involved. And girls are on the other side, so the girls are like, like if you've got a friend who is a girl who's hanging out with you a lot, like she's probably interested in you. She's probably she's not gonna just hang out with you and just you if she's not interested. But she's probably scared to ask you out too. So you've got like two scared people on both sides who want to hang out, but neither one of them has the balls to say anything to the other person. So that's kind of a big mistake I see people make. But I can tell you that when I met Kelly, I met Kelly walking down the street with my dog and my dog ran over to her. You know, she was moving into her condo. And um, I, at the time I was reading this book by Dalai Lama called The Art of Happiness. And he had said, he says in this book, he says, you know, if your motivations are pure, there are no bad outcomes. And they talk about a guy in the book where the guy goes to ask this girl out and the girl says no, because she's, you know, married or whatever. But the guy's intentions were pure. So it's not a, there wasn't really a bad outcome there. So that passage always really stuck with me. So I actually left a note on her car a couple of days later. And then I ended up going out to dinner with her and, you know, married her two years later. And that passage from the Dalai Lama from that book, still have that book. 
I actually cut that, uh, that paragraph out of the book and it's actually hanging up in our kitchen on a thing I gave her for Valentine's Day, which is, I'll show you guys when we go home, but yeah, it's because of that. So like, if you start, if you think of like relationship with women as being like, there are no bad outcomes. If your motivations are pure, then there are no bad outcomes. Now, if you are hammered at a frat party and you see some girl that you just want to have sex with and that's the only reason you're trying to pick her up is just basically, you know, to use her, those motivations are pure and are not pure. So you're, you know, there's a strong chance there won't, you know, you're not going to have a good outcome from that. Um, I, I see that mistake that people make. I also see the mistake where like guys your age, you guys probably don't make this mistake because you're way more mature. But I know that when I was your age, I saw a lot of people make this mistake where they would, they would just have sex with the girls and use them just because, just because they thought it was cool, like a cool thing to do because their friends were doing it too. And I think that that's, you know, that's a joke. I think that, I think the guys who do that are, uh, that's to me like the, one of the worst things you can do on both sides. But yeah, so that, that would be it is to, if you got somebody you're interested in, you spend the time with them and you think you're just friends, try and ask them out. You'd be shocked at what happens. I, I know personally from my own experience, been plenty of times in the past when I asked someone out and I was, I was amazed that they said yes. And I was like, Oh wow, really cool. And then just something cool starts. So never be afraid. Like that said. Never be afraid. Never be afraid, man. There it is. That's what it is. There it is. <laughs> Jeremy, are we ready? <coughs> Jeremy's right. still here. He's been thinking. He's an intellectual guy. So he's been thinking very hard. So yes, been talking about <clears throat> girls and this might sound a little bit selfish, but I've been in the past year or so, I've been doing a lot of thinking about me, what I want to do, not necessarily thinking about who I want to be with. That's not selfish at all. That's a smart, so, smart thing to think that way. So my question here is as, as someone who has experience in the corporate world yes. and outside of it, yes. how would you compare the two and maybe some, some pros and cons from each? Wow. Again, yes, Jesus Christ, <laughs> these people here, it's just crazy, smart and intelligent. <laughs> so, let's see, the way to say it is, the corporate world, depending on what you're doing, can be really fun. When you're younger, it's it can be great because <coughs> you are, you're learning a ton, they'll pay for a lot of your development, you'll meet a lot of people at your age, and you've got that kind of like, hey, we're all in this, we're all in this together, grinding it together. It's also a safe play. If you're smart and work hard, it's a safe play. You get a paycheck every two weeks and it's, you know, it can be a really safe thing. Um, when I left the corporate world, I worked for careerbuilder.com. I had a great boss. Um, I had a great team. Everyone in the company loved me. I was making just under 200 grand a year. So it was easy. You know, it was, you know, there are parts of it that was stressful or whatever, but it was easy, but I wasn't passionate about it at all. I just wasn't. And it just was not something that I felt, you know, passionate about doing. And so for me at that time, I had to weigh the difference between getting a steady paycheck every day and then being happy in my life. And for me, I could not be happy in that situation. And and my logic was that like it's never gonna get better than this. Like I make great money, everybody loves me, my job's relatively easy, my and I have a fantastic boss. Jamie Kenny is just an amazing boss. And um I was like, I either need to turn my brain off for the next 20, 30 years and just suck it up and just keep doing this, or I can really go out and try and make myself happy and do stuff that makes me happy. Because when you work on your own, I mean, you're on your own. You know, if I'm, you know, and if I have to come in on a Sunday morning at 6.30 in the morning, I come in. The good thing is, is I like what I do. Um, and money is up and down. Money is, you know, sometimes you make a ton of money, sometimes you don't make any money. 
So there's that, you know, like you don't get paid every two weeks, you know, you kind of get paid as deals close. It's all on you. Like you're the CEO. You're also the guy who takes out the trash. You know, when the internet goes down, either you or your system are figuring that out. You hire everybody. You choose who you're working with. Any great successes in the business are because of you. Any great failures in the business are because of you. Like it's all on you. So it's interesting. Like if you're willing to take that responsibility and that risk, it can be fantastic. A lot of people aren't. A lot of people want to stay in the corporate world because it's safe. You know, and, and some people enjoy it. Some people enjoy it. I don't know that many people in the corporate world who love what they do and are like fully passionate about their jobs. I know a lot of people who are in the corporate world, but wish that they would have done something else. And to that point, that's not something I ever think about. Like I don't wake up saying, oh, oh God, it's Monday. What a drag. Like I don't. I wake up on Monday. I'm like, let's do it. Let's go. Like I'm stoked to go. So. So it's, a bit, it's just a difference. So it's something you'll figure out as you get older, like which one you like, and which one you're better at, and which one you're more passionate about. Cool. 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 Right. Jim. Yes. How you surf a lot of things. Yes. About, you watch Patriots, obviously. Okay. Obviously. Go Pats. Go Pats. Go Brady. Go Brady. Go Goodell. Defend the wall. Defend the wall. Hobbies of like that nature, doing CrossFit, yeah. things like that. How has that like impacted your life today? Made it better? Um, I think <laughs> the big thing for me personally is I need to have a varied life and be doing a lot of different things to make me happy. Um, I can't just work and then just go to the gym. I just it just that doesn't drive me. Um, I do CrossFit. I never I never felt like I could do CrossFit quite honestly after having knee surgeries and back surgery. <clears throat> and I started that last year and uh, it's expanded my mind in a lot of ways and made me a lot stronger physically and, and mentally. Um, same thing with surfing, same thing with basketball, same thing with football. I do a lot of these things because I enjoy doing that, but I also enjoy challenging myself and running marathons or whatever. Uh, and I also don't want to be the 45 year old guy, you know, who's overweight, out of shape, it just works all day long. Like I don't ever want to be that way. Um, and I don't think that I have to be that way. I think a lot of people kind of get sucked into that life and they don't have anywhere else to go and they just keep, um, you know, they keep doing that. And I've always said that I'm just not going to be that way. So a lot of ways I want to be an example, not just for uh, my family and my daughters, but for people, for guys like me, for guys and women like me who are just, you know, you know they've got a lot of responsibilities, but they can get out there and start doing stuff as well. So that's why. Like, so, so, yeah, I would say the impact on my life, it's great. It's great. I'm sore a lot, like from doing different things. Like right now, my legs are sore from going CrossFit and doing, you know, doing squats at six in the morning. But I love it. You know, and I love the fact that I'm the oldest guy in that class. Like, you know, today I'm, you know, everyone in that class is probably 15 years younger than me. So, it's good then. Yeah. Yeah. You ready for your question there, big man? God. <laughs> Two is a lot. Two is a lot. <laughs> Three is tough. You have any more? Um, not right now. Not, not right now. now. All right. Yeah, we don't have to go. We don't have to go through two to anymore. I would tell you that uh, in closing this out, you guys are in an interesting place in your life. The world is a lot different than when I, you know than when I was trying. I was trying. We didn't have you know cell phones and internet and all that other stuff. We did have running water. 
We did have rock climbing, just throwing that out there. So it wasn't like I was born in the Stone Ages. But you're in an interesting place in your life, and there's a lot of great things ahead of you. Like your next 10 years, you know, until you're 30, you're going to experience a ton of changes, and you're going to date some awesome people, and you're probably going to date some horrible people. Try to get out of those horrible relationships sooner rather than later. But I would tell you, whatever you do with this time, Try to be true to your ideals and figure out, like we talked about with Jeremy earlier, like what do you really believe in? What are the things that are going to drive you? What are the things that are important in your life? Don't be afraid if you think people think they're weird or they're different. I mean, look at me. I mean, I'm, you know, you look, you know how our family is, and I'm the vegetarian tofu eating guy. You know, tofu chili dogs. I'm going to Self Realization Fellowship in California. I'm the weirdo. Quite honestly, I don't care. Like I'm pretty solid in my beliefs of who I am and what I want out of my life. So I don't listen to the noise from other people. It's kind of like the Bill Belichick thing, like ignore the noise. Ignore the noise. Do what you want to do. One thing that I think big challenge for you guys is that you've got a lot of friends around you and a lot of people around you who maybe want you to be a certain way. Or like if you're in a fraternity, you know, I've seen that before. Like people want you to act a certain way or dress a certain way. And it really can suck out your individualism, your individualism. I don't think that'll happen with you, Jeremy, because you're a pretty advanced dude and you seem pretty com- comfortable and confident in yourself. And Ryan, I don't think it's going to happen with you either because, hey, you're my brother, first yeah. of all. So you're pretty confident as well. Um, I would say that if you are, whether it has something to do with women or sports or just life in general, anytime that you're nervous going into a new environment, or anxious about doing something new, just know that the other person is probably feeling the exact same way. You go up to a girl at a party, I promise you, she is as scared as you are. She is frightened that you are going to talk to her. She's excited and frightened. Just in the same way that you're like, oh my God, I'm walking over to this girl, I'm walking over to this girl, what am I going to say? What am I going to say? I'm drawing completely like a drawing. Wow, I'm standing right in front of her. What do I do now? <laughs> She's thinking that entire thing in her head. The same way you are. And the last thing I'll leave you with is you will be grateful for all the risks that you take in the next 10 years. Way more so than you will be grateful for the times that you did risk something or you did try something. There's, you know, you'll, you'll always enjoy the times that you took a risk and asked the girl out or did something you weren't thing to do it. cliff diving like you're talking about doing cliff diving like it's awesome yeah. that's fantastic you know like you doing it the fact that you're both you know we're gonna go surfing today and neither one of you have surfed before like it's awesome you know your your life will be better because you tried stuff there are too many people out there who get to be my age and they haven't tried anything and believe me it will hit you if you don't do that stuff it will hit you like a ton of bricks when you're older because you're like, Jesus, I never tried anything in my life. I never did anything. And you'll regret not doing things. So that would be one thing I would leave you with is don't do that to yourself. Take your risks. Don't do something that's stupid. Don't get anybody pregnant. Don't go to Mexico. Don't start rooting for like the Yankees. Oh, yes. Anything whoa, crazy whoa, whoa, like whoa, that. Whoa. I'm getting Jeremy Hart. He's a Yankee fan. This is one fault. This is one fault. Everybody has a fault. Everybody has a fault. Everybody has a fault. So anyway, that is it. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you for having me here. Yes, yes, having me. Of course, of course. And we will visit again soon. So thanks for checking out the podcast. Check out the site at jimsonco.com. And I will talk to you soon. 
Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast today. If you want more information, check out my website at jimsimco.com, J-I-M-S-I-M as in Mary, C-O-E.com for more updates and some free guides to help you make your life epic. With that said, I hope you have a fantastic day and I look forward to talking to you soon. Thanks.